0: Welcome to an old-school edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, Amigo Aaron. Joined by a man whom is not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I give you the human butter knife that is the Brent. Yar. I'd be a pirate, Aaron. (laughs) You're you're pirating everyone's entertainment value. Get that (laughs) off your face, dipstick. So, we're back. Back in action. Here in the studio. I had to rewire, uh, re-cajole... re roll. Uh, that's all yeah, good. Thank you. Claps. Yes. Thank you. Finally, recognition. But we're back. It's good to be back. And of course, it's not ARG without a complicated system, it requires a bunch of crazy emulation and a weird loads. But by God, that's what we're up to this week. Because last week we spun the remedial secondary wheel. That's right. And we made a remedial secondary deal. And this week, Brent, bam, it's the MZ 700 personal computer wow. from the fine folks at Sharp. Uh, via Japan. It's better than 699 other MZs. Well, that's debatable. Uh, <laughs> now, you know, going into this, uh, Brent, what do we know about the old uh, MZ700? Well, we had looked at sharp systems in the past. We looked at something. I can't remember yeah. what number it was. It was a well, long I, time ago. I, I think uh, it was actually just uh, the just sharp. Overall, we looked at... We're not that sharp. So we you figuring that out. We avoided the 700. Yeah. Not, not like a plague. It wasn't like, no. It wasn't like, oh, 700 bad. We were just like, man, look at all this stuff that's way better than this 700 yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So we looked at the way better stuff. But the 700 has its charms. Well, you know, let's get into it here. I, I had to get into a little 700 knowledge uh, this week because Old A had, had never played with one of these. I was pleasantly surprised to find out that this, in fact, uh, is part of the Mr. And so that was nice because I didn't know that until this week. So I was, like, worried about emulation. So this uh, this is a computer introduced in Japan uh, in 1980. Now, the numbers are going to vary. It came out technically in 82, but its wide release was in 83. Uh, And this thing uh, came with a very nice... Keyboard, a full stroke keyboard, yep. which is unusual for the time. Uh the CPU is a Sharp LH uh 080, which is a Xylog Z eighty compatible process. The old Xylog. They keep that thing has a chip ever been marched out more continually than the Z eighty. This thing ran right at four big megahertz. 64 big mega memory. Uh, two whoa, meg, whoa! How except, many? Excuse me, 64K. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot what what era I was in. 2K uh, of VRAM, 2K of ROM. Had a listen. Uh, it had a text mode of 40 by 25, and a graphics mode of 50 by 80. Weird. know yeah. weird mode. Really, 64K of of memory is still pretty good for. Well, it bit. was 83. I mean, here, uh, not, okay, you're right. Yeah, you eight actually... big colors now. We're gonna not get in. We're not gonna touch on the old uh, MZ eight hundred and going for. But I will tell you that I, as I look into the MZ 700, one thing I noticed was everything after this was way better. Yeah. I don't mean marginally better. I mean a lot better. Substantially better. The MZ eight hundred had uh, actually had like this doesn't really have graphics. It's the old text graphics. The MZ eight hundred had uh, actual sound. Yeah, because I kept watching uh, videos of, of demonstrations and games on the MZ uh, eight on the MZ seven hundred allegedly, but these were actually someone had just thrown some MZ 800 ones in there, and believe it or not, that uh, that hundred makes a big difference. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, the 800. the eight hundred stuff don't work on the seven hundred. Right. Uh, we should also mention that uh, this thing has uh, uh, a built that has ports on the back, parallel a couple joystick ports. Uh, which was surprising to me. Affair, yeah. No, it's not that normal. Uh, uh, and it's also got a built-in tape drive. The tape yes. drive, which I'd always like that. Uh, you actually, had eh. the, well, I mean, it's kind of cool. Y'all, you had the uh, option to get CPM on this, and they had a weird. Uh, we were talking about this earlier in uh, uh, the the uh, Discord. This thing even had a bizarre. I like, it was like a 2.8 inch floppy drive that you could get for it. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It took so, those funky. You know, almost almost looks like a uh Famicom disc for the Nintendo. Yeah. Uh this launched uh, uh, uh for about the the MZ11 you could get for 250 pounds uh, back in '83 and then the bigger more popular MZ731 was 420 pounds. These are various uh, uh memory configurations. That's so, up there. Yeah, well that, I mean that's a that's a lot of money. Well, I mean it's this was a Okay, so let's break it down. What what this computer was? No, <laughs> oh. don't do that. For God's sakes, no. So this computer was sort of your old school meets new school. Like this is the transition. And one of the knocks against it was, it uh, computers had moved on basically yeah. uh, uh, when this thing came out. So this thing uh, launched in Japan, but also appeared in the UK uh, around October of '83. Uh, and so what you got with this thing was, like I said, it's, it's a Z80, it's not, or a Z80, if you will. And when you get these things, you're begging off because I screwed that up. <laughs> just, they don't get us. Listen, they get it. We're Americans. We're we're breaking our backs here to get this stuff right. Where's my gun? Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the way it works. So uh, this was a replacement for the, uh, the, M, the MZ80. Now, the MZ80, or the MZ80, if you will, was sort of like it. From what I've been able to read, it was sort of like the Sharp equivalent of the ZX eighty one. So this was sort of kind of like the the Sharp equivalent of the of the Spectrum, okay? And well, I mean, I well, see, you know, so, it, it's sort of, but not as good. I was gonna say okay. when you compare it like that, it, this drops quite well, a bit. Listen, listen, it, 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 the, the computer came out and it was sort of, I said, it was sort <sighs> of aged when it came out. It, you know, when you when you. I didn't really think about that. Yeah, but yeah, this this computer, because I like some of the stuff I saw on this, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But when you when you put it in that perspective, it's like, which would I rather play games on this or the or the uh, ZX? <laughs> there's there's no question. Yeah, there's no question. The ZX all the way. Yeah, but this has its charms. So like I said, they, mm-hmm. you had four models in the MZ seven hundred series. You've got the seven eleven, which didn't come with nothing. All right, <laughs> that was your cheapo model. The seven twenty one had the integrated tape deck, which we saw in the picture earlier. The MZ thirty one has a built in plotter and tape recorder. Okay, and the fourth model, and this is the one that came out in eighty five. So now you're really getting in there, okay? Yeah, that yeah, wow. Uh, that one, it, this one had eighty an eighty column mode, a floppy disk, and a, a Centronics port, and it worked under CPM. So this is. This was sort of the one that, well, this was exactly the one they released before the the 800, which had the actual sound, had actual graphics. I mean, it does make a huge difference. Can, and one, one of these days we'll cover that one and you'll be able to see. It's, well, it's I mean, a, we kind of have. It's, we it's a big, have. well, no, I mean, you can cover the MZ800. It's a whole different computer yeah. than this.
1: Uh, you know,
0: <laughs> can you imagine getting this in 85? Well, let's, oh, my God. Let's think about what was happening in 85, right? PCs were becoming more prevalent at home, Yeah. okay? Oh, certainly. That was the same year that the uh, the Amiga 1000 was technically released. And if you consider if you compare this even at its grandest level to the Amiga 1000, even in the Amiga 1000's horrible first year, <laughs> it would be a bit of a it would be a bit of a problem. And of course the Specky, the C64, uh these and, and really even when this thing a good thing is a contemporary of stuff like the Vic and stuff and the and they're not they're stronger machines than yeah. this okay it, 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 we need to preface something here cuz it sounds like we're just burying this yeah thing. but I mean it just it, it it was it was what I would call a, a a system that came out to fill a gap that filled quickly and moved on and yeah. so they were they were trying to uh get in there like i said sort of like the spectrum did but there was this isn't on the spectrum's level no. and the z the, M, the mz80 or 800 would probably be a much more a contemporary-level Specky-type machine than this would be. This is somewhere between a, Z- a ZX81 and a Specky. This is somewhere in that gap right there. That If I was placing this within the uh, pantheon of computers that we know, that's where I would go with it. And, and the thing is, is what this does, it does pretty well. Yeah. Right? In all, of, Yeah, it, but, actually, we've been pretty impressed with a lot of the stuff we saw. But you have to remember that while this was doing its thing, there were other things doing far more impressive things. Right, right. Now I want to talk a little bit about this game. This thing does not come with a built-in operating system. Like it doesn't come with no like, OS yeah. with the basic or whatever. So you have to load basic separately like off tape, and then you can use that to load basic stuff, which I did after much figuring out. Because you know, on the mission, basically, it's just like good luck, sucker. Yeah. Uh, but I did find a ton of tape. Uh, images for this—they were easy to find, and they load instantly. Yeah. If you know what you're doing, yeah, so I t- just let Aaron handle all the emulation. Yeah, to this to week. load on these, <laughs> if you if you feel like trying this on the on the Mister, it, it's fine. Get you some tapes. I think they're called MZH files, something like that, and they load it in memory. But once you load a tape, you don't you don't just start playing. Uh, 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 the Mister will pop up a window that tells you a start address in memory that you're going to be loading from. And then, if you're loading a mach- uh, machine, uh, 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 if you're loading a machine code uh, game, you have to type a J, and then you have to also type that memory address. And it's right. only like, it's like four numbers or like, numbers and letters. Yeah. It's often twelve hundred, I've noticed. And then once you do that, the game will the game will start up most of the time. There's some stuff. I'm just saying. I'm just calling it like it is. There's some stuff that doesn't come up right away, and so you have to sort of cajole and get it in there. The games we looked at, I'll be honest with you, uh, were not my first choice. In fact, the the game I ended up going with was like my probably my tenth choice. Wow. I went through a bunch of games that I couldn't. There are the special cool games for this for this machine. I couldn't get anywhere. Couldn't find. Well, for example, a lot of like the Namco did a lot of stuff. This guy here, uh, 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 there this guy did a lot of great games. There's a couple. Japanese guys whose name they featured at the bottom of the screen. That the games look awesome, and I couldn't find any of them. There's also a version of Mappy for this that looks really good. There's a there. This game got a lot of uh, actual arcade ports and yeah. clones, so they're, they're both. Uh, the clones are pretty good. Uh, I mean, if you consider that it's all character based. Yeah, I mean, think about that though. I mean, everything's character based. But there were several games. I wanted to get. Uh, there was a game called like a Metro, Metro Runner. I think was a game I tried to get. I couldn't get. I wanted to get a game called The Builder or Building something, which looked really fun. I couldn't get that. There, was, there were there like there were like four or five games right off the bat. I couldn't find. I couldn't find them anywhere. Now here's the question: Do you think that they are just not ripped, or do you think that they are uh, the the companies that own those things are? Actively patrolling to pull the stuff down. I I don't know. In fact, there were so I mentioned that when I did the research on this, some of the games that got mixed in with some of these videos because a lot of times we use YouTube just to get an idea of what kind of games we're going to be looking at, yeah. and then to help us pick a game. And the YouTube videos and it's like I said, they had, a couple of them had mixed in eight hundred stuff, and I know it sounds tr- like a trifle, but it's a big deal. We can't play those, yeah. And So, but they would look awesome, and you'd hear the sound. And I'd be like, man, this thing's got. This thing's got C64 levels. It don't. It does not. <laughs> it goes go beep. Yeah. <laughs> and so what you, had to, you had to come to the understanding, okay, this I can't play. So there were a couple games on my list that were not for this system. Because they, they looked I was like, man, I've got to play that. Well, you can't play that. It's no good. There were a couple games that you could play in the system, but they were made for the next system up. And so what it did was instead of having the beautiful graphics from this MZ800, you would get the character set equivalent. And they were literally unplayable. It just looked like blobs of characters yeah. going around. So I don't know if they weren't supposed to be played on there. The MZ eight hundred has a MZ seven hundred mode. So it was pretty much fully backward compatible. You can see why the yeah. MZ seven hundred is not something you would collect. Yeah. Here. If you're gonna get one of these, you're wanna at least at the bare minimum go at the eight hundred. All right, trust me on this. Don't <laughs> you wanna go after that. Uh, so anyway, it made picking games difficult. Loading games is also something I had to learn, but you know you learn these things when you do this show. My God, we've we've done enough of do them. you want to or not? So anyway, it was our task here to uh, to take a look at a few of these games. So after much uh, milling around, I, I bet I played twenty games or more on this machine this week, and I finally settled on a game just a couple days ago. I was like, well, I guess I'll go with this one. It sort of did it for the backstory, if anything else. Uh, so the game I ended up picking uh, is a game that it, I love these games because it's a it's a it's a very often used archetype in gaming in the old days. And I don't know why, and it's a game and we've covered a game like this before. But this is a game that falls into that realm of hunchback games. Yeah, the hunchback game, uh, super popular. Yeah, well, it's a I, it's super a, popular uh, series of games. It's a strange, it's a strange thing. But the game I looked at is called Hunchy, yeah. and I got a Hunchy. If this game's not the best, I'm not gonna lie about it. So, you may have heard of a game uh, called Hunchback. Yes, you ever heard of that arcade One? game? Popular yeah. game, played it. Uh, Ocean, weird popular Ocean yeah. released it. It was a big popular game, and Century, I believe, had the licensing on that. So, um, some people liked Hunchy and wanted to release it on other systems, but they wouldn't pay any sort of uh, licensing fee. That's for suckers. And so you've got this release of Hunchy. Now, Hunchy's funny because I've got, i looked to see, it, finding information on Hunchy, not easy. All right? Yeah. But the funny thing is, it's on everything. And despite the fact that places say that's not, it is. Yeah. I know for certain, of course, it's on the the MZ700, the Spectrum, the uh, C64, but I saw versions of this that were out for, like, the Electron, uh, the uh, 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 the BBC unofficial. <laughs> there are there is no official. Yeah, yeah, there's no official. But one of the reasons I picked this particular, in fact, it was even a typing game on a system, you know, and on the ZX the Hunchies has got like digitized sound. It's real. It's real crazy. But they're all basically the sort of the same game. Yeah, all right, it's the same basic barrel. Curtis says the dragon even had this. So there you go. So the uh, the, the rip off of Hunchback. And by the way, this is a straight rip off. Yeah. they played Hunchback. It's very yeah. similar. Uh, Hunchy uh, now, Hunchy released at an indeterminate time, and you know, that's just a common thread here. You'll see. I couldn't quite pin uh, down when this was released. I think it was released somewhere in late '83, but that's a guess. I don't know. Uh, it was released by an app called Solo Software. Solo Software were prolific on the on the MZ700. Amongst this is one of those companies that catered to the weird systems that we cover. You know, France and, you know, everywhere else, Netherlands, all these weird... So they, it's on, like, a lot of these nuttier systems. But they also... Hit Those the main crazy system. French. But the... But uh, Solo Software, I couldn't find anything on Solo Software, except I think <laughs> I think they're in Worchester. Uh, I, th- I think they're British, and I think they're in a place called Worcester. But I couldn't... I was looking, I was zooming in on the back of a tape case to get the address, and I couldn't get it. Now, if you need their phone number, we're in business. But I couldn't get their address. <laughs> Almost assuredly, still act uh, Developed. This was developed by a guy named, when I say developed, I don't know how you want to take that. Programmed to, into the MZ by C. Travinia And C is the first name. It's C. period. I don't know his first name. Uh, Trevinia literally, I don't know anything about this guy. I couldn't find any other games he'd done. I couldn't find anything he'd done on the system. I couldn't find anything about him. And I look. You know me. I exhaustively searched for anything from C. Travinia. I couldn't find Jack squad. If you're out there, give us a call. Yeah, yeah. So, Hunchback. It is funny to think that there's a series of games released based on, like, the Hunchback of Notre Dame or Hunchbacks in general. It always amuses me. But this one falls well into the realm because when you're going to do a Hunchback game, what do you got to have? You got to have a hunchback you got to have a bell. As long as you got those two things, you're golden. Now, the hunchback in this doesn't look anything like a hunchback. He looks like, a, what would you say, sort of like a salt and pepper shaker with an L on his side? Well, I mean, he, he looks as well as you can do with characters, I guess. Well, yeah, because that, that's the one thing you got to... This, Like I said, this thing doesn't really have graphics modes, per se. And so you've got to... Everything's done with, like, keyboard characters. I like the fact that this thing starts off with the instructions, which is something we saw a lot on the old Dick Smith System yeah. 80, a lot of these old school weird systems that they have the instructions baked in, and the instructions on this are simple, traverse eight levels, and then on the last level you climb de- climb the ladder to the small window to, re- to rescue Esmeralda. Alright, fair enough. Uh, it seems simple, right? It's not. Uh, this game uh, uses the keyboard uh, arrow keys and the space bar to move and jump. That seems simple too, right? It's not. Because one of the things you're gonna find out about this is we're just gonna get right into it here with Hunchy. Hunchy's controls are not the best. In fact they're the worst. They're the worst controls. And the reason is Hunchy's main move would be to jump forward over Various obstacles. Hunchy thinks everything is a high jump. Competition. Yeah, Hunchy has got vertical leap. He, this guy's <laughs> got hops, brother. But when it comes to leaping, no, forward, he's got ups. He's just got no yeah. forward. Yeah, and the thing is, he can jump forward, but you have... Uh, so. Okay, let me back up for a second because <laughs> I'm complaining already. He's he's already he's already hunching the hunchy. So hunch Hunchy, or this is a flip screen uh, game where you go, you finish one screen, you go to the next. The first screen's very simple. It looks, by the way, all the first time I saw this, it looked like he was running towards a guillotine. I mean, a a, a, a hanging post. But it's actually, that's where the bell's at. And I had to look at other games, other systems, to figure out what most of this game is. So some of my research came from looking at, like, the C64 version. Or that, oh, okay. Yeah. So, because they're they're different games, but there's similarities. So the object of this is to just get hunch, hunchy over the bell. Okay, fair enough. The first level you're uh, someone's throwing like a barrel at you, like Donkey Kong. The second level of this, you have you're on like ramparts and you've got to jump the gap, okay? And the ram- not hard, right? Wrong. This is where the pain begins because you have a real difficult time jumping forward, okay? A lot of this game involves jumping. Now, if you look at the keyboard on the the MZ700, okay? When yeah. you look at it, it's got dedicated arrow keys. right? Yeah. And and the keyboard on this thing, one of the things that set this apart from a lot of cheaper machines, okay, and we really need to, is the keyboard was a usable, yeah. typeable keyboard. And if you had that 80 column card in yours, you were good to go. You could do stuff with this thing. I mean, it wasn't like typing on a membrane keyboard of the dead flesh. This is a legitimate keyboard. And so I thought to myself, hey, self, maybe this thing has a num, like a num pad. And th- and there are diagonals, and what we're doing is just trying to know that doesn't have those. No, it's got the it's got the classic old school computer thing where it sets the arrow keys by themselves in this little zone, you know, the arrow key zone. Yeah. So that's standard fare. <coughs> uh, I cannot get past the third level of this game. I will say the Brent here when he was playing it because I was actually there when he did it. He actually got to the fifth level. Yeah. The, the first level. Like I mentioned, is just jumping. All it is is jump over barrel. The second level is jumping from rampart to rampart. The third level is a barrel thrown at you, and you got to jump from rampart to rampart. The fourth level is there are ramparts with soldiers in them, and they're stabbing upwards with like those uh, uh, pole arms, pole, or, right. uh, pikes. And then the level after that, it's the exact same level as before, except there's also something flying at you. Yeah that you've got to get past. I think, that's, I think that's as far as you got. I wish I taped your gameplay because you got actually a couple levels further than I did. Uh, this game appeared everywhere and some versions of this game have up to 32 screens. This version does not. Um, the footage you're seeing right now is footage that I generated because there's no one out there that has footage of more than like two or three, or like 20 or 30 seconds of the game. And there's nobody that's got footage of anything past the second level. So we we actually have. If I posted this, this would be the the only version of Hunchy. You can see the third level one, such as it is, because my on my left my video. You see me dying a lot over yeah. and over. And over. <laughs> I don't know if I I would uh. Praise your gameplay well, ability. Not, I, yeah, I'm not trying to get over here, but I mean, it was, it was, it's a tough, it's a tough game. All right. So, what do you think of this one? Okay, we played this a lot. First of all, this is Hunchback. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's, it's the, the low end. It's the exact same on every. System. Well, no, I mean, with, no, there's more stuff on other ones. This one, this is the low end. Well, there's more screen. The, screens this, the concept. Yeah. The concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Hunchback, in my opinion, <laughs> is a terrible game. <laughs> I thought you liked the hunches. No. I the I, I like uh Herbie at the Olympics, which was hunchback at the Olympics. Yeah, but can you imagine those Olympics? at all hunchback Olympics. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Um anyway. <laughs> this would be a lot like the uh, the race where you were <laughs> two. It to be very gnome. similar. The gnome race. <laughs> the issue here is they tried to program in uh momentum jumping so if you are standing perfectly still hit the space bar you jump straight up and straight down which is almost useless you can use it to ring the bell it doesn't have much use past that then it has acceleration in mind it, it if you do one tile and then jump you will jump forward one tile as well if you have a run of two tiles you will jump two tiles yeah so you can't just when you have to jump the ramparts, uh, which, which if you don't know what that is, just think pits. It's They're just pits. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like the top you of a castle. You can't walk up to the edge, stop, and then jump across. Okay? <laughs> no. That's not how this works. You basically have to be running forward at all times to have the momentum plus a little bit extra to clear the obstacle. What I was doing is always, always move forward. And then you, sometimes you have to also... You also hit the forward and the up, but at the same time. Space. At, yeah, yeah, that's what I want well, to know. Yeah, yeah, the space. But you have to hit it... And you have to time it perfectly, and sometimes it still doesn't work. Um. So, but... So, what is this game, really? This game is a... It's the exact same thing as if you've got a swinging bar for, like, golf, and you have to stop it in the middle or if you are um, uh, trying to hit a power of something and top, stop the bar at the top, it's the same thing with just a different wrapping. You're continuously holding forward, and you have to press the, sp- the jump button at the exact same right time, right before the pit, or one column before it to jump the pit. And then you just do that over and over and over and over and over. That's the game. Really, if it wasn't for the controls... That are so bad. This probably wouldn't be that tough. At least the parts we saw. Uh, Pajaco said he made it to the rope level. Which I'd wonder because some versions the whole some versions this don't have the rope level and some do. So it's, that's nice that this has a rope level. But let's face facts here: the controls are the difficulty, and they're not good. Uh, it's saying that he couldn't get the controls down on this. Well, <clears throat> no, I think he got the controls exactly the way he wanted them. Yeah, but he is insane. He's an insane person. No, I, I think... who would want controls that are so bad? They're not. They're not, uh, they are bad, right? But they are what adds the difficulty. It's what makes the game the game. If you're jumping with some majestic Mario-style, hit the button and float in the air type of thing, the game would be over in two seconds. It would be zero difficulty. I need to find a way to map these uh, Mr. Gates to use the controller. I might have had a fight. That no, wouldn't have made any difference. I will say just uh, a couple things that throw in here. When you die in this, Hunch, hunchy just sort of is he, like if you fall in a pit, he looks like almost like a, a missile, or so he just flops over yeah. and he dies a lot. And uh, which is funny, when you die in this game, it gives you the game over to let you continue or start over. He doesn't really let you continue. And I wish, but it also it's funny that when you when you die and it asks you if you want to start again, it also asks you if you want to go to fast mode. So we're normal. And I always think to myself, "Why would I be at the screen if I wanted to go to fast mode? <laughs> if you try fast mode, forget about it. You're but you're boned. It's a little fast. Yeah, it's not. No, no. It's just it's it's hard slow. If it's hard slow, who's gonna do well fast? Nobody. That's who. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, it stinks. I'm, I can't recommend it. The only it's reason tight. I can even I had a heck of a time finding anything uh, uh, material wise these games. I did was lucky to come across the cassette cover, and the actual cassette for this to show on the screen here, just because some guy was selling these. And so he had sold He was in uh, the price of Sundays. I've had much more luck with other games, but not this one. This was this was a tough pickup. I can't recommend it. Uh, if you could figure out a way to... Uh, oh, one more thing I wanted to mention. There, Like I said, we played this on the Mister, and Brent isn't sure about this, but I've got a feeling that you could... Uh, <laughs> that you could, There it is. Pajaco found the address there, and I was right. Worcester. I was right there, so there you go, Blackpool Trading Estate, West Worcestershire. Thank you, Jocko. Um So I think that there, and it could be the, it could be the computer or it could be the uh, core. I don't know which, but I think you can. I think the keyboard buffer gets a little jacked up. No, I don't playing. think that at all. You didn't play it as long as I do. I, I think I, it, I, it doesn't matter. Well, I you th- were complaining about the keyboard buffer, but there was only two keys. Listen, at one point, if you watch this video. My guy just continuously jumps over and over, and I'm not touching the keyboard. Nah, so just, I'm telling you, something's going on, pal. It's just you being bad. No. Again. What about using my powers, my mental powers, to hit the spacebar over and over? So trust me, the, your your mileage may vary. We should mention that the uh, uh the what is that? That was some. The, that, don't don't the pay M, any the, attention to The there. MZ seven hundred does have a P simulator. I didn't try it because I I just no. put it on. So your mileage may vary on that too. We did get one uh, review. Uh, uh, from the aforementioned Pajaka, who writes, "Uh, The MZ-700 catalog has a lot of arcade clones, and considering the limitations of the machine, most of them are actually not that bad. Hunchy is actually that bad. The graphics are good for the MZ-700, the gameplay however is disappointing. Hunchy jumps about 90 feet in the air very quickly, but doesn't move as fast horizontally. You can get the hang of the controls after a while, but they are inconsistent, and on occasion, you won't be able to move after jumping, leading to many infuriating deaths. I agree. And I do wonder if that's a core-related thing, despite what Dummy says. It also seems like you could jump over the bell, off the edge of the screen, and die, which you can. That's I've confirmed that. Which is more funny than annoying. Yeah, it is annoying to get to the edge of that screen and and miss the rope, and yeah, then you look like an the, idiot. The best thing to do is just run all the way to the right-hand yeah. side of the screen and then jump straight up. That's what I did. Call me messed up. But there's something about a hunchy that I like and i played it a lot longer than i should have it i'll probably play it again but given there are better games on the mz uh, 700 this one is really only worth about a 4 out of 10 i think that's a fair assessment i do uh the brand a 4 out of 10 if you want to play hunchback play it on better systems better, I, I, better computers i agree still it was uh it was an interesting uh it was an interesting title to look into because the whole uh the catalog i looked at a list that had every hunch game every a game every game ever made with a hunchback in it it was astounding how many yeah, games had a hunchback in it. So, very strange. So, with all that said, that was Hunchy. Now, I got a Hunchy. You're going to have something. I'm going to use that line twice. I got a Hunchy. You got something better in mind. What do you have this week? The Brent. Well, I'll let you help me with my pick, Aaron. Uh, I had a, a big, I, I picked the wrong game for me. I, had, I had a busy, busy week with a broken wife, but she's doing fine. <laughs> Broke- thank you. She's just... Well, a, she's, she's, a, wounded. she's wounded. She's she messed broken. up her shoulder. Yeah. Uh... And I, I was like, Aaron, help me out here. What do you think I should play? And you were like, Donkey Gorilla. And I was like, Well, here comes a Donkey Kong clone. And guess what? It's a Donkey Kong clone. However, it's a good Donkey Kong clone. Which it's is, Donkey Gorilla. The name alone sells <coughs> it. Uh, Donkey Gorilla released in 1980. <coughs> was uh, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know the release was date. Don't lie. Released by Technosoft. Yeah, tech no tech mo no tech no. I thought it was mo no tech no soft. Oh well, maybe I saw it in a different spelling somewhere. Tech t e c n o s o f c. I saw it listed as tech soft. That's isn't the great You're wrong. So uh, real quick, I want to talk about and bring it up here, and I want to talk about the case art on this. This was a wonderful time. For uh, box art in the uh, uh, video game arena, because you've got a little bit of everything. You got these hokey real life images. You got some uh, basic computer graphics. You got sometimes the game wouldn't reflect what was on the box art at all. It sounds it just looks like something they paid some college kid to, to bring up. <laughs> but this is your the main character. I'm I'm going to call him Tario because it's not it can't be Mario. This is this is uh, uh not Donkey Kong. It's Donkey Gorilla. Uh, it has him on the top platform charging headlong into Donkey Gorilla while Donkey Gorilla is hurling barrels at him with uh the damsel in the corner hand drawn and
1: it has these weird. Like, rainbow speed lines
0: going... Like they're in space. Yeah. They're in warp. Yeah. Awesome box art. Yeah. And what do you think of the box art? Box Just the art's box good. art. Box art's good. It, it's one of those things, like, if I could find a proof of this, it looks like it was done in marker, would be my guess. I think that's very nice. We don't talk nearly enough about box art in the show, and I think we should really start doing it more. Uh, Technosoft. Is that someone I should know? Is that some... Oh, it is Techno. It's written right there. I just thought you were dumb. Carry on. This is what I have to work with every single week, people. Well, you are dumb. you got to give me that. <clears throat> so, who is Technosoft, Aaron? Should you know who they are? You actually should, because they released a couple games that you might have heard of. Aaron, you ever heard of Thunder Force? Nope. Yes, you have. Okay, yeah, I love it. <coughs> You really haven't heard of Thunder Force? You've been <laughs> Thunder Force! No, you know, like no. the song. Uh, uh, Plasma Line, which that I have not heard nope. of, and Herzo- Herzog. No,pe okay. Well, I am guaranteeing you, some people are like, "Oh yeah, I've got, I know that." Everyone loves Thunder Force; uh, it's the best. Thunder Force is actually a side scrolling game, super popular in Japan, especially. Uh, but that was all from uh, Technosoft. Yeah. They were came into being in the 1980s, and they worked not exclusively on the Sharp. They actually went around to a lot of those uh, smaller computers, the PC 98, the PC 88, the FM7, uh, and of course they worked on the Sharp as well. But then they they shifted and started doing Sega stuff. Uh-huh. That's where they did uh, you know Thunder Force, and actually they started Thunder Force back on the computers, but they did eventually bring Thunder Force to the consoles. Um, they also did Devil's Crush, Thunder Spirit. Oh, Devil's Crush. That's yeah. great. I know that. Uh, and they didn't just do things for Sega. They did stuff for Nintendo as well. All the way up to the
1: PlayStation and the Saturn era. And then they had a tumble.
0: Aaron, what do you think this Japanese company ended up becoming? Um, uh, I don't know. Pachinko. Oh, they went into pachinko? No, they were absorbed by a pachinko company. Oh, well, that's not that's not trouble. I mean, that's probably a pretty good thing. No, it's not. Oh. So, uh, a uh, pachinko company ended up buying all their intellectual property and started slapping their names onto a pachinko machine. So, is there a donkey gorilla pachinko machine? Probably not, because I can't see anywhere where... Technosoft actually claims they made Donkey Gorilla. I'm going to guess since this was uh legally dubious at best that they do not put this on their resume for others to know about. Did they make other stuff on the MZ? Yes, they did. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so this Snake probably... and Snake is one thing they made for the Shark. So this they probably did this then. No, they did. They you 100%. Can, you could tell whoever did this like they were skilled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a
1: few more things with Techno, uh, Technosoft. They did make it for 42
0: years. Uh, they ended up going defunct uh, in 2001. It's when they actually got sold over, and then the whole thing came crashing down just a few years ago. Impressive lineage. I'm glad they didn't get bought by EA, but what are you going to do? Uh, but now let's talk a little bit about... Uh, donkey Gorilla. Yeah, let's get into Donkey, the dog. <clears throat> Obviously, this is a Donkey Kong clone, rip-off, whatever you'll be. Oh. And you, ha- you have to remember, this is a text-based game and normally these text-based games are horrible at best, right? Yeah. So, I went into this with low expectations. Yeah. And I, I saw your face. <laughs> and, well, I mean, I was, when I asked you to help me pick a game because uh, I was running out of time this week, and you picked a Donkey Kong clone. I was yeah. not pleased. You probably forgot that I don't like you. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Anyway, uh, so uh, when you fired this up and I was set, gave it a play. This plays really well. <laughs> yeah, it I told plays you. really well. Uh, you, your character is apparently they have a little man in their character. It Could be set. like a Yin sign or something too. Probably not. It's probably just part of their character sight to be a little man. Um, And it has... A non-moving man. I mean, yeah, he well, yeah, no, he no just animation. scoots. Yeah. yeah, he just scoots. Donkey Kong is made up of no, several shapes. Donkey I'm sorry, gorilla. Donkey Gorilla. It's made up of <laughs> several shapes. Sued. So he's actually able to <laughs> animate and move around a little bit. He's a triangle, <laughs> some parentheses, some downward lines, and a, and a ball. <laughs> well, That's what he is. You know, when you put him like that, he doesn't sound appealing. This is a game, if you're listening to this on the radio, you need to go look this up. Don't just think to yourself, this is crap. You got to see this in action to fully appreciate what's happening here. Donkey Gorilla is, is is pretty uh, well animated. Yeah, he he really he's did, great. He struts to his to wherever he's going for sure. So, uh, you are one character space, right? And in a world that seems massive, yeah, everything looks so much bigger than you. But the controls on this, the uh, uh jumping on this all and the smooth really the smoothness of the animation which makes no sense cuz he just kind of scoots and there's no animations and there's no animations at all <laughs> a, it, it 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 really works well i felt in control 95% of the time there were definitely times when i wanted to go up a ladder or something faster than i could but what this is this has all four levels of donkey kong yes plus a bonus shooting level. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it's, a, it's not a shooting level per se. It is, but it's not. It's Explain exactly, to the people what he's, what's going on here. It's We're a shooting at it. level. You have four stations at the bottom of a rivet stage. And it's just the rivets uh, are, it's just the platforms, no ladders at the beginning. And if you jump into one of these stations, it shoots a ball up to a... It looks like an ace of spades. <clears throat> Well, okay, you shoot a a, a projectile up at Donkey Gorilla as he is frantically running back and forth, just bombarding the entire board with barrels. Uh, Every time that you hit Donkey Gorilla, a ladder will form. And then the end of the stage is you having to traverse the ladders that you made appear to get to the top to save the damsel. Yeah. Pretty clever level. This, this Pretty is, clever. This is great. I love it. Uh, I think the, the biggest problem with this, in my opinion, is I don't think you should be able to shoot Donkey Gorilla's barrels. Um, I think that would have made it a little more frantic. But you can so you can actually just kind of stay in one spot and just keep timing your projectiles. But it adds something to Donkey Kong that is not present in any of the versions. Now, Aaron... I know that you you spent some time on this. How far did you get in this game? I got to the... uh, I did not get to the cool level. I I did not... I I got near the cool level. It's funny. I was looking. uh, I was watching the video for this, uh, and uh, thank God Top Retro Games had played this because I couldn't get as far as that guy does. But uh, I I got to play this because I knew this was your game. I played it. In fact, I picked it out exclusively... Because I was so impressed with this game, because I know people are like, "Oh man, here are these two again," especially old A with more Donkey Kong. We just do get... Let me tell you something. This is character-based Donkey Kong on another level. If you thought that, by the way, don't don't feel alone. I felt so too. Listen, no, but you gotta admit, once you saw this and played it, this is operating on a level you don't see in character-based games. Yeah, it, it's pretty. It's this really is good. the. This is like the peak of games of this type. Uh, it, it is a, a, an outstanding. You know right away that it's a Donkey Kong clone, okay? Yes, there's no question. But about But the that. thing is, they they do they go the extra mile on a lot of stuff. Uh, the uh, the the size of your character, and you're right, it does seem small, but the, he actually is in line with the way the levels laid out. And he worked, The size works. It the does. Con, the control in this is exponentially better than Hunchy. It well, Ooh. it's more reliable. And this doesn't play, like, when if you've played a bunch of Donkey Kong like I have, and you know how to play the game, you can't use any of that when you come here. Because the barrels are, the barrels yeah. come a lot faster. On every level, things are it's a little bit speedier. Yeah. I like the fact that the fire on this is represented by, like, at signs. I love that sort of thing. It's, it's cool looking because it works, the coloring and stuff. When I got to the second level of this, and it was the conveyor belts, and it was all done in characters, I am about fell out of the chair. Yeah. That's what sold it. I'm like... This just to try this is you're insane. It's madness to even attempt to do this with the characters. It's absolute madness. The fact that you're going up to, to pick up your chick, she's on the very top rung of the level, just like in Donkey Kong. But Don, but Donkey Gorilla is an animated dude. He's not just a weird shape. How many games have we played where he just stands and nothing happens? And he's far, far more animated than the actual Donkey Kong in oh, the God. actual game. He's dancing. <laughs> yeah. He's running. He's throwing barrels. He grabs your chick. To see him ascend his giant, giant gorilla-sized ladder, he—they have an animated in characters of him climbing. Like, who even figured that out? How the heck to do that? I don't even know. You know, it's got the—it's got every level in Donkey Kong. It's got the ending where you kill Donkey Kong or yeah. just hurt him. It's got uh, even he even picks up your woman on the way out. Now, granted, she literally just sort of hovers beside him as he walks off the screen. But he still picks her up, and there's a question mark and an exclamation point where she's gone, as if the Mario guy's like, "What? What the heck? <laughs> like he's stunned at this happened. Mario, Aaron, Mario. I'm sorry. The 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 added <laughs> level. I want to see this on. I want to see Donkey Kong 2 plus where this guy puts this level in. This would be a great level in the it game. Would be. It's fun. It's original. You know, this had. I mean, I'm not going to say this is Yeti, okay? But I mean, in some ways this is the same kind of excitement I found, uh, had when we found it because I love the fact that they were able to generate such a quality clone of Donkey Kong given the limitations of this yeah. system. They're so limited. Uh, here's the thing you have to say. <clears throat> with clones, it, it's the same basic question I, I, I pose mm-hmm. almost every week we talk about clones. Yeah. Why would you ever play the clone or the remake when you can go play the original? Yeah. Right? This... There is a purpose. Yeah, you've got the extra stage. You have the impressiveness of just it, it being able to function at all. Anyway, yeah. um, it plays well enough that you should fire this up, especially if you if you've, you're there, you've got a a 700 emulation already running or the Mister already going. Fire this up. It's it was really impressive. I wouldn't have picked this for you if listen. I know we've played there's a million Donkey Kong clones. Or what I know. And we've played right. about We've played a lot of Eighty percent of them. them. Alright, but here's the thing. again, much like Yeti was, which let's face back, that's another really a attr- uh, neat clone, Donkey Kong. No, they it's added not. a bunch of stuff. No, it's not. But I mean it's, it's, a, it's not a, okay, a Donkey Kong It's a platform clone. jumper. You know what yes. I mean? The point of it is it brought something entirely new to the table. Yeah. And that's what it also we just, like, it's wacky. We liked yeah. it. I had the same feeling with this, because the the sheer amount of effort that would go into making a game like this is unbelievable to me. And the fact that not only... I mean, think about this. You're sitting around making this game for who knows who's going to play this. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to create a level of my own yeah. to stick in here. And, oh, by the way, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's going above and beyond. I like games like that. I give this the full thumbs up. <laughs> Something else we have to throw in here. Uh, the hammer is represented in the levels where you can get a hammer. An upside-down L. (laughs) Instead of being very hammery, it almost looks like he's got a snow shovel. And he's just running down the stage. Or a vacuum cleaner. Something like that. Snow shovel. Yeah. Because vacuum cleaner would just just be a I was watching you play this earlier on the first level. Yeah. You know, the ladder girder level. Yeah. And and the barrels. And I I mean, to show you how interesting this was, I mean, the barrels in this come down uh, quite a bit faster. And, and far more numerous. Yeah, but I was watching Brent play it, and he was really, like, they were. there was a row of these coming down. This isn't like the arcade, where you can sort of manipulate stuff and whatever. This, this is just like going, Donkey, uh, Donkey Girl is not, doesn't want you up there. Yeah, And yeah. so, there was a point where I was watching the Brent play, and he got so many barrels coming up that he jumped up the uh, broken ladder and stood there for a while. And I thought to myself, that, that was the right play. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool that he did that. It made it... Uh, you know, of course, you can do that in the arcade, too. But not... I mean, the amount of barrels that went under you... Yeah. It was like 10 barrels flew yeah. under you. I was like, man, that's that's madness. And so this game is... Uh, it's playable. It's... I mean, I beat... I got to the third level my first go-around. It wasn't that tough. Uh, and, and I will say what was getting me on that third level was the uh, was the uh, pogo stick at the top. That that thing was giving me all kinds of trouble to get under. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, and this... And you can cheese that level, by the way. But this thing, you can... This is a, a playable game. Uh, I urge you to at least check out a video of it if you haven't actually seen it. It's very worth seeing just for the aesthetics of the character set. Yeah, <coughs> I agree, Aaron. I agree. There you go. So, in closing, uh, the Brent, we didn't get any reviews on this one. Uh, I want to ask you what it, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on the old the old uh, MZ seven hundred? Uh, it's a cute machine. It's a good looking machine. It's something that's fun, but I mean, you really can't. Go down this road with the 800, and that series looming around. Now, this is this is of course looking back because obviously yeah. we didn't have a 700 when we were growing up. No, but. nor <laughs> did we know it existed. No, nope. I barely I knew didn't Japan. Know last week. Yeah, <laughs> I barely knew Japan existed. Yeah. Um But this is in its time period. This was old when it came out. So oldish. Yes, it was getting. On, it was on its way out before it ever came yeah. in. Uh, looking back, would I be like, hmm, I want a 700? No. Because the 800 is such a superior machine. Yeah. And if you look at games on the, uh, uh, for the systems above this, and, I mean, listen, don't, don't, it's not like you're going from, like, the 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 ZX eighty one to like the Amiga here. It's not that big a jump, but it's a it just, it's in a reference of this computer. It's, it's real it's close. A, it's got it adds graphics, it adds sound, it adds a certain level of speed that you didn't have. And
1: we need the reason why we did not mention the sound uh, on either of our games is it was so hideous and so uh, uh, beepy and boopy. And repetitive that its sheer thought brings little headaches
0: to my brain. I noticed on the mister so, that the, the sound, sound the sound was real muted on the on a mister too. I, Thank that's something goodness. Well, I mean these games do have something that's like sound, but it's not like proper sound. But I mean, it's, it's really bad. It's okay. It's a it's sound of the era. No, it it's one. worse. That's not because that, it's overused. It's just beepies and stuff. You know what else is overused, Aaron? I don't. You doing transitions to the wheel? No. Oh, okay. Let's go. You know. What are you added to the wheel this week, Brent, for our... Oh, we're going to talk about this first? Yes, yes. We, you know, every week we spin the wheel, there's a little thing we call the Retro Rewind on the wheel. And so, uh, who better to talk about Retro Rewind than us, the ARG crew? Yes. You know, uh, I've been affiliated with uh, Retro Rewind for quite a while now, and so have you. We, we, yeah. Yeah. We've met um, Frank in person. we met Frank in person. Frank he's in person. a real guy. Did he's you a real know guy. that? He's oh, not yeah. just a marketing, marketing gimmick. Wait, well, like really he's wide. like a logo for us? <laughs> yeah. He's like their mascot. Well, you Frank. know, you, you talk so highly about Frank, right? Yeah. It, it's like he's a mystical, magical person. He can't be real, but no, I've met him. He's Listen, real. He's and a, he's really nice guy. He's a magical hoser. <laughs> he's also a guy who will take care of your business when it comes yes. to your retro computer cravings. Yes. Uh, Frank you go to RetroRewind.ca, yes. uh, Frank rules North America like a king when it comes what? to your retro needs. Do you need uh, recapping? No problem. Yeah. Do you need to get accessories for your Commodore machines? Yeah. He's got them. Are you looking for some interesting gimmicks for your TRS-80 color computer? I am. Frank's the man. Oh. Frank will sell you the SD solution you need. Frank has the Kung Fu Flash the C64. Frank uh, also will take care of any repair needs. And speaking of that, I've seen him repair stuff. Yeah, uh, up so close. It was I, pretty impressive. He, I know he has the skill. It's not just rumor. We've actually physically seen him do some of these amazing things now. You know, uh, one of the things coming out of Bowfest Fest was that, of course, Frank was there and Jason Warren's, uh, his co his partner in crime. And those guys worked their ponies off during that show. Uh, and why? It's because everyone we knew brought their stuff (laughs) to Frank. You know why? Because you trust Frank. Frank's been in the business for more than a minute. You know what I mean? He's been around a block. This guy has been around for decades and has decades of experience. We also saw the equipment that Frank uses. And this isn't like the Radio Shack uh, uh, special. This is the real deal. Absolutely. So where can they go to find all this goodness? You can go to retrorewind.ca and please, tell them your buddies over at ARG sent you. We love Frank. And, and speaking of Frank. In honor of our Retro Rewind brethren, the Retro Rewind spot for this week is the Commodore 64. There Oh, wow. Uh, I hope you do better at this than you did at the uh, Boat Festival <laughs> talk when the, you... Drop the ball in that one. The uh, I will play an exclusive, 100%. Oh, yeah. The uh, new pieces for The Wheel this week, we are getting ready to transfer seasons again. We've got chat subject choice and ARG battle. Now, Aaron, for ARG battle, I, I can almost pray it doesn't come up because here's what's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to spin again. And then whatever we land on, we're going to do a battle segment for it. Okay. And if we land on, say the apricot f1 and have to do a battle segment we're screwed but how would we do a battle segment with just one machine i guess we'll have to figure that out you put as much thought into this and here we go (laughs) you're a hack you realize that right you're a complete hack Oh, bam! Look at that! In honor of Frank, it comes up. The retro rewind. That spot has not hit for how many decades? It's been a now? long time. It's been a long time. So we're wow. Excellent. We're going to be, going to be making a trip to Commodore Town. Uh, yes. Uh, the C64. Uh, any any provisos or limitations you want to put on this? Man, looking back at the C64, I'm going to pick an exclusive. I think. We Why don't you have, pick one of their no, uh, much-valued sports titles? We it's, have to pick an exclusive. That should be our our our, our Forbidden for It's Park not control. an exclusive. It's not an exclusive. So you're saying we've got to pick a game... Okay, I just picked something that came out in the past five years. No, it has to be a retro. Why can't I pick a new one? Because it's a retro rewind piece. Oh, you're making up rules on the... I'm picking whatever I want. I'm not listening to you. I will pick an exclusive, though. I I will do that. I'm picking an exclusive. So next week, uh, here on ARG, will be uh, C64 exclusive. That should be a lot of fun, uh, the brand That's going to be awesome. Listen, a little uh, paperwork before we hit the dusty trail here uh, for all the folks listening. Uh, we will be uh, heading out to the Boats house because it's going down Saturday, July 30th. It's the Amiga-thon. Yes. 2022. This is the laid-back, old-school, nothing-but-game-time, old-school Amiga-playing for 12 hours or more. Uh, we're going to do four hours at Boats. Uh, me and the boat will be kicking it off, Get ready for another round of Adams Family, everybody. And then we're going to be <laughs> rolling back here <laughs> To the, uh, to the arcade, where myself and the Brent we're going to do another four hours. A little bit of Amigo Studio East action. That's right. It'll be all Amigo all the time. And then for the last four hours, I'll probably have some mystery guests in here. I don't know who I'm going to have. Uh, probably some locals might stop by. I may bring the chud in here. You never know what I'm going to do. We're going to play uh, four more hours of Amigo. So you're looking at 12 big hours, all to, uh, all to get money to the people that need it, the Children's Miracle Network. Now, Aaron, I have a question. Yeah. I, I'll have to say, I don't think you've thought this through. Well, duh. You are going to, for eight hours, yeah. play games in Amigo Studios East. That's right. In uh, the end of July, yeah. on what could be the hottest day of the That's year. That's exactly right. I have thought it through, but this is what I'm willing to do for charity. That's pretty good. I'm like Phil Collins at Live Aid, where he took the, he took the jet from one country to the other to play multiple sets. That's what I'm going to be. And I'm gonna sing like Phil Collins too. Sue 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 Remember that one. <laughs> Something else I want to plug real quick. Uh, as uh, aside from Amiga Amigathon, if you're feeling froggy, and who is it? Myself, the boat, and our good friend the Hoser, Professor of Wrestling Tim Legg, We will be uh, rocking and rolling at the Battleground Wrestling Arena. It'll be Saturday, July 16th. It'll be Battleground Wrestling live from the Battleground Arena in Taze Valley, just out yonder, right in the backyard almost. Absolutely. So if you're into live pro wrestling, called by three goofs, this, this is your joint. We'll have interviews with the wrestlers probably. We'll have uh, the full card. We're not going to be going out this time. It's going to be the full show, uninterrupted wrestling, including all the dance numbers. It'll be General Lee singing. It'll be all that stuff. It's going to be a good time. That'll be on the Amigos Twitch channel that you're watching right now if you're watching live. And if you're not, please check us out over on Twitch. I think that's all I got. Uh, The Brady, do you have anything you want to lay on the people before we head out? No. You never do. Good move. We'll see you guys next week for some C64 exclusives. And until then... Stay sharp everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed
1: the show. A special thank you to Death and Styles for our Vector Style Graphics and BartFit for our amazing music. If you'd like to help keep ARG spinning, you can do so at patreon.com slash ARG%. Just like these fine folks. Dryerlit 17. Laurent Garout. Templar Mar Z9K9. Jerry Dennington. John Dykman. Retrology, Air Shack, Texas Foosballer, Sundown, Oh Wrong, Super Tech Boy, David Terrence, Mr. B, Roushey, Ram, W. Fettke, Dave Velociraptor, Bernhardt Lucas, Steve Rathmussen, Anthony Jarvis, Bitter Blitter, Jocko6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob, Black O'Hara, Jason Warns, Mitsuyama, Chris Foles, Frodo and The Salo Norris. Terry Howard, Olaf Hope, and Rolo. They all have access to our Discord channel. Their name called out in the credits, and visualized in the ending scene. Have an idea for a wheelpiece? You can send it to us at argpresents at mail.com.